Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the UFC State of the Union podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Vosper. I'm the host. Sorry I didn't get one of these out earlier this week. We've got a, a fight card tonight out in Texas. A little bit nervous, not going to lie, for my my guy, Derek Lewis, just because I think he's going to get the job done tonight, hopefully with a KO, but I always get nervous for Derek when he when he's fighting in um in Texas just because it haven't hasn't gone his re- way um fighting out there so we'll we'll see what happens um hoping for a win there but yeah um I think just I'm going to give a few of my picks for what's going to happen tonight as well as recapping a little bit from last week um this last week's UFC London card being honest it was not as exciting as the previous UFC London card. It was a, a decent amount of decisions up until basically the main card where we got Molly McCann kicked it off with the, the KO over Hannah Goldie. Um, if you look at like I some of my picks there, I was like I don't think I revealed some of my other picks I was going for, but I did talk about how like some of the spreads like they just looked a little too crazy. Like you had some people like minus five hundreds, and I don't know. There were some that were just like, I mean, it. it I guess it would have played out because a lot. Mo- I think most of the favorites won. There were there were I think some upsets there, but at the same time, it's like. I don't know some of them I just felt like really crazy were a little too crazy so that's why I kind of I went with some underdogs um but kind of going off the main things um Patty the Batty um he he was able to get the job done against Levitt um in the the beginning he got challenged in the grappling department a little bit but then was able to pull it off um later on uh, with the submission win what is next for Patty the Batty? His star power keeps going up. And this might seem a little weird um, that I'm going this route for his next fight. But I think he's getting to the point where, you know, maybe give him someone in that 10 to 15 range of a, rank, a ranked opponent. I think he's at the point you pr- he probably could get a fight night um, or just bolster up a pay-per-view, obviously. And they, they were talking about kind of towards the end of the year, his next fight. Um, and I really liked the message also, you know, on mental health that he gave as well. That was really cool after he won. Um, but what's next for Patty the Batty? My pick that I would like to see is, and a lot of people are like, um, might think differently with this. I think Tony Ferguson versus Patty would actually be a really good one. Um, some people might say, oh, he's not ready for Tony. Tony would mop the floor with him. The reason why I bring this one up. So Tony is kind of in a situation right now where he's getting older. He's He's almost, I believe, 39 now. Um, his last fight, you know, before the Chandler fight, he kind of doubled down on how the UFC is not treating him well. He wants to go try other things, go try and make more money maybe elsewhere. Um, but he's kind of tied down to this contract. They, they don't give him freedom. I think we've kind of seen this pattern before with some fighters where if they basically, if they publicly come out and are basically saying, Hey, the UFC is not treating me right. Um, all this, all that type of stuff. 
you're also on a losing streak. Granted, you know, Tony's fighting top guys. He is on a losing streak, though, and he's getting older. Um, to re-sign him, his contract most likely is not cheap. This is getting to almost like uh, if I were to like kind of compare it, Romero didn't really have like beef with the UFC, but similar boat where, you know, older, does not have a cheap contract. Corey Anderson, you know, his contract wasn't ridiculous, I imagine, but at the same time, like, you know, he was coming out and talking how the UFC maybe didn't really treat him as well, and and they just decided to part ways. As much as, like, everyone loves Tony, but I feel like we're almost getting into kind of that territory right now, as weird as that sounds, where if you keep losing and you're talking bad about the UFC and you're getting older and you don't have it, like, you're definitely not going to be a cheap contract to resign, they, they might just decide to part ways with you. And I could see that, to be honest, happening with Tony. And so that's why I maybe bring up, hey, Tony is ranked number 11 right now. Definitely step up in competition. Tony's kind of, unfortunately, on a little bit of the downtrend right now with that losing streak. Patty is on kind of a meteoric rise right now. If you, you could either have two things happen. Tony beats Patty, gets back on track, and Tony basically steals all that hype. And now Tony is back in the discussion. Or you have Patty beat a really known name, and now T- Patty is ranked probably at that number 11 slot. And he is in that fight, Tony versus Patty, 100% would be a banger on any pay per view card. Or it could be um, a fight night headliner for sure, and yeah. And but going back, you know, some people are saying he's not ready for for Tony. I get it, but at the same time, I think if we're looking from like a business standpoint, I think that fight you could make an argument there. Um, hey, that might make sense, you know. So for Tony and Patty, uh, Molly McCann, um, she's probably gonna. I imagine they're gonna try and put her on an end of the year card with Patty. Um, so I think the options there, um, in my opinion, she had some beef with Miranda Maverick. Um, she was talking in some post-fight interview stuff. So Miranda Maverick versus Molly McCann. I also thought Macy Barber versus Molly Molly McCann down the road might be a good one. Um, what do you do next with Curtis Blades? Unfortunate in the main event, Aspinall, um, and his knee. Um, what happens uh, th- that fight was looking like from the get-go, though. Whew. I I do not think that was going to go the distance. Just looking at, like, yeah, we only saw, what, like, less than a minute. But how that fight started, those guys were throwing, and someone was going to get caught. I, I my, my double Curtis parlay did not play off. Chris Curtis, unfortunately, couldn't cut Jack Romanson off and just kind of... I didn't really like how Jack was point fighting, but I mean, he got the win. Um, kind of looking at how, um, if you were to kind of like, one thing that kind of popped in my head with that was Izzy with how he is kind of point fighting lately. If you have a champ doing that at 185, you're eventually going to see f- other fighters do that just because they know they're not going to get criticized as hard if the champ's doing that. So I, that's that was kind of a comparison I had to Jack Hermanson. Um, 
yeah, granted, Chris Curtis could have done a lot better there, you know, trying to cut him off the cage so he couldn't run as much. But, yeah, I, I, that was kind of – it's a little boring seeing, unfortunately, where Jack was mainly just kind of kicking and kind of point fighting. There was that sequence, and this is just my opinion. Um, Jack did hit him with a, a good shot, and then um, Curtis starts covering up, and then Jack tries throwing a bunch of elbows and stuff. I think really what happened in that sequence, yeah, I think he did hurt Chris, but Chris was defending well. He was covering up. I think one thing that he was maybe trying to do there to an extent also was because that was the first time we were starting to see Jack actually press forward and kind of have some like action. I was th- I was thinking maybe maybe Chris was almost trying to bait him and do a little bit of a firefight because we knew that's what Kurt, that's what Chris wanted the whole fight. He wanted, you know, Jack to start trading with him, but unfortunately Jack kept, you know, just kicking from the outside and just basically circling around. So I feel like in that sequence, yeah, obviously you don't want to take elbows to the face, but he, he was covering up and I feel like he was trying to maybe bait Jack into – maybe start you know hey be more offensive like you can (laughs) you can trade with me to try and maybe bait him into something but didn't really play out but what sorry but what's next for curtis blades i think you give him the winner of tuivasa gone that would be the the move there what's next for aspinall i think he's going to be out for a minute depending on how bad his knee is um but there are some options. You could go there. You can go maybe the lo- the loser of uh, Gone to Ivasa. You can maybe go the winner of this fight tonight with um, Derek Lewis. Um, and kind of, I'm not sure, like, trying to think. Aspinall, if, if I were to pull up the rankings, um, trying to think here. What else would make sense for me? For him, yeah, kind of thinking. It's gonna be interesting to see when they decide to um, to announce uh, Stepe Jones. I feel like that should get announced soon, in my opinion. Um, Sergey Pavlovich, though, who Derek Lewis is fighting tonight, though, it is. I mean, I could see him. Whoever wins this tonight. That's a good option, actually, for Aspinall. Uh, Pavlovich is 15-1 and one right now. And, I mean, record-wise, that would actually be a good one to match Aspinall up with. But at the same time, we don't know how hurt Aspinall is and how you know how far out he's going to be um, to recover from that injury. Dana White's contender series this past week, kind of a, a little bit boring up until the end where we had Joe Pfeiffer. I really liked that... Um, the whole vibe he kind of brought, I think that guy's going to make some noise in the UFC. And so we're going to see what happens there. And then um, looking tonight at some picks, we got an awesome card. Um, again, sorry I'm getting this out a little late, but um, looking at some of the things that could happen tonight. If I were to give my honest opinion, I think Nunes is going to win tonight. Um, I think she's looking looking a lot leaner. Um, which means she's, in my opinion, she's working more on cardio, um, to hopefully avoid any of those, uh, a similar situation as last time where she, she gassed out. And I think she severely underrated her opponent, um, last time. One thing that's interesting with this fight though, I feel like the winner of this fight 
is going to fight Valentina Shevchenko. I feel like if Shevchenko, if if Pena wins tonight, I feel like they are hundred percent gonna or Valentina is gonna hundred percent try and go for double champ status, considering she does have a submission over Pena when she used to fight at one thirty five. Also, um, and then Valentina they they created one twenty five. That was the 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 true weight class for her went down there. Um, but I think whoever wins this tonight, I think you're looking at a, a fight with Valentina Shevchenko. Um, Valentina's kind of running out of options. She did have the close fight with Tyla Santos. Um, but besides that, I mean, you're kind of, you're running out of options for her. And I think double champ status definitely makes sense. Um, have her target. Moreno versus Kaikara France. I got Moreno there. Um, Derek Lewis, I'm hoping he gets the win in Texas. Um, but Pavlovich is looking super dangerous right now. Pantoja, I feel like, is the dark horse of 125. Um, considering he has two wins over Moreno uh, in the Ultimate Fighter, he beat Kai Kara France. And I think there's a reason why a lot of guys, like you look at Moreno or Kai Kara France, um, there's a decent amount of guys that don't mention this dude. And I, I think it's for good reason. His losses are to, you know, he does have the the loss to Askar Askarov, and then he has a loss to um, to Figueredo um, before Figueredo was champ. But um, I think that guy is a dark horse of the division. With how he's looking right now, that's a guy um, you definitely want to look out for. And I feel like if Pantoja beats per- um, Paris tonight, um, I, I don't know. I feel like this guy should be fighting for a title extremely soon. Um Ankalaev versus Smith. I, I have Ankalaev winning here, but at the same time, Smith is a scary guy to go against when it comes to like he gets matched up against um, you know up and comers. Granted, Ankalaev's fought some really good guys now, but Smith is one of those guys. Like he is a very good like he's like an extremely good like for a lack of a better term gatekeeper at this point. But at the same time, Anthony Smith's getting close to another title shot if he pulls this off. I mean, Anthony Smith, I th- I want to say he's on like a five-fight five win streak right now. Um, let me check my stats. Okay, he's on a three-fight win streak right now. Um, beating Uncle Live would put him, kind of, put him in the mix. Granted, he does have, you know, Alexander Rakic there. Um, he was asking for that rematch a little bit ago. Um, he's got, you know, they're probably going to do the rematch of Jiri versus Glover, um, you got Blockwitz in the mix, so yeah, this is kind of interesting what's going to happen there, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the main card, I, looking down at the prelims, there's kind of some some of these, I'm not sure the route I would go, um, Dober versus Alves, that's one that's like, oh man, that's a, that's a hard one, because Alves had a good fight with um, Demir, and and Dober at the same time beat Terrence McKinney. Um, I think I want to say Dober's at like a minus one seventy, minus two hundred favorite. But if I'm being honest, I haven't watched Alves a ridiculous amount, but I have seen like I've seen some highlights, and so that's a fight that kind of popped in my mind. Like, hmm, that's a, a really interesting one. Um, excited to see what happens there. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the stu- some of the stuff that was kind of popping in my head um kind of 
just paying attention to some of the news that's been coming out, it's looking like we're going to eventually – it's sounding like we're going to see Chandler versus Poirier again announced soon. I think I, – I still am standing by that I think – I don't think they're done with stacking UFC 280. I, I feel like something more might get added there or some of those cards around there. You know, I think Asparza Wei Li is going to get announced eventually. Chandler Poirier, they might even throw, you know. I don't think they're going to put um, Molly McCann expressed, you know, when she, they want to have her fight with a crowd. So Patty and her, I want to say that's going to be probably more end-of-the-year card in Vegas or something. I don't think they're going to put them on Fight Island. Um, you definitely need Kraus for them, um, considering they kind of, in my opinion, they kind of saved you this UFC London card. But yeah, that's kind of what I got for tonight, guys. Um, I think they're going to be awesome fights. Again, if you guys could do me a favor, favor if you could, um, you know, give my give the podcast a review um or if you want to shoot me any feedback uh feel free to shoot me an email my name my email is brian vosper yahoo.com um yeah or you know feel free to give me any 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 feedback good bad and ugly any ratings uh would really appreciate it would help me out thanks so much guys hope you're having a great day and a great week see ya